Today's episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. You've heard me talk about how therapy has been an absolute life changer for me. Like I legit don't know where I'd be without it. So if you're on the hunt for a therapy partner, you need to check out BetterHelp. It offers virtual services, assesses your personalized needs, and matches you with a licensed professional therapist that you can start talking to within 48 hours. And it's even more affordable than traditional counseling. Speaking of affordability, they're allowing me to gift you with 10% off your first month because I love you and I want to see you get the help that you need. Losing a family member, whether physically or mentally, like we discussed today with Courtney, is seriously devastating. You absolutely owe it to yourself to seek the support of a licensed therapist. You probably already do your banking online, read your news online, and do so many other things online. So go ahead and take care of that aching heart. Again, code SSFYL can get you 10% off your first month. They really make it so simple. So go check it out, betterhelp.com, SSFYL. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash S-S-F-Y-L. Thanks to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. Welcome to So Sorry for Your Loss. This is not your average grief group. I'm Gianna Demedio. Thanks for joining me as we normalize the conversation around grief with the stories of those who've gone through it, a whole lot of humor, and a pinch of celebrity and entertainment news. Because fun fact, they grieve too. There's more to grief than that godforsaken dove flying over a willow tree on a sympathy card. I know you've seen it and know what I mean. Let's change the way society looks at it. Visit ssfylpodcast.com for more. Hey friends, before we get into it, I want to mention The Dinner Party. It's my favorite grief organization. It was so helpful for me and I've brought as many people into it as I possibly can because I really do believe in it that much. It connects 20 to 30 somethings to people who are within their own neighborhood. So you get together for a dinner, a potluck, whatever, and you just have the safe space to be able to talk about everything you need to with your grief. You know, the things that maybe your everyday friends don't understand, these become your people for grief. I've made great connections. I know other people that have. It's just such a good organization. Getting together obviously became a little difficult over the pandemic, but they kept things rolling. They came up with new and creative ways to keep people supported. Go check it out, thedinnerparty.org. They're having a huge fundraiser this year, and it would mean the world to me and to the rest of us that are grieving if you could support it to keep this organization up and going and coming up with new things to help us. It's thedinnerparty.org. But if you go to my Instagram at so sorry with Gianna, go to my partnership highlight. You'll see it there for my personal link. If you want to join my team, freaking awesome. I would love that if you did. If you wanted to donate just to my page, absolutely love you for that too. Either option is fantastic. I sound like I'm from Jerry Seinfeld. My husband will love this reference. <laughs> But okay, what you're here to really listen to. You're here to listen to the super fun, super kind, super hardworking, and super hot. I mean, seriously, this girl's gorgeous. Courtney from Bravo's Below Deck. This is a topic that I've had so many requests on. We're going to be talking about grieving someone while they are still here. Courtney's father, unfortunately, has been diagnosed with Alzheimer's disease, and she is watching him decline right in front of her. It's such a sin that people have to deal with this. Courtney is young. She's 27 years old. She's dealing with it with a parent, but also traveling the world to pursue her passion, pursue her career of yachting, which I just think is super respectable of her. And you'll find out a little bit of information about how that kind of 
runs in the family. Also, she dives into a lot about what happened on Below Deck with some of her castmates. She gives some advice for people that may be dealing with a parent with early onset dementia. Really awesome all around. She's so sweet and also said she is so open to receiving messages from people. So if after listening to this, you want to connect with her, please be sure to do so. And you know, my DMs are always open for you. Definitely DM me too if you have any questions. Other than that, enjoy the show. Hi. (laughs) I'm so excited we're finally able to connect. I mean, first of all, how are you doing? You're back home now. Are you just like so over the moon to be home? Yeah. How long will you be home for now? I'm going to be home until April, May-ish time. Oh, wow. Okay, Um, that'd be nice. Yeah, I'm going to obviously, I'll still do like temp jobs until then, but I'm going to get my yacht master whilst I'm home just to get some of the courses under my belt because I I changed to deck. You switched over to deck because you were a deckhand before, but then in the season that we saw you on Below Deck, you were interior. I mean, as a viewer, and I feel like everybody agrees, you were like one of the best stews that that show has ever had so it's a little surprising <laughs> that you wanted to go out on deck instead thank you no yeah well I before, but actually before I joined, joined yachting I was like a deck kind of deck host kind of thing on smaller boats so I was always outside like outside on deck I was always doing lines and stuff and I just missed it so much as a stewardess and I think obviously in the season that you guys saw it was crazy and probably the hardest I've ever worked so yeah and like I enjoy yachting but I wasn't enjoying the stewardess like side of things and I just knew that if I want to stay in yachting and like progress then I need to be doing something that I enjoy so yeah I did my last job as a as a stewardess after that below deck season and on one of my old boats and then I went straight from the Maldives to the Bahamas to join a boat as a deckhand personal trainer yeah oh, it was you, a big and you move, loved it and it was a 75 meter boat yeah it, yeah it was amazing so yeah I'm just gonna try and get my yacht master and stuff whilst I'm home and then Hopefully you can go onto like a smaller boat as like lead deck or bosun or whatever. So, Awesome. Good for you. Yes, boss babe. Well, that's one of the things I admire most about you is your passion to be in this industry, especially with everything you have going on at home. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Could you give us a little bit of an overview? First of all, tell us about your family. Paint a picture for the listeners about who is in your family, what your relationship with your family is. So yeah, I have an amazing family. I had the most wonderful childhood you could ever imagine. It's just me, my mom, my brother and my dad. And obviously I've had grandparents and stuff but just being the four of us we've always been really really close like my brother's like my best friend and me and my mum are very similar but then me and my dad's like personality wise was always like the most similar yeah so I had an yeah amazing childhood my dad always worked away on the oil rigs so he was away for a month and then home for a month and then away like throughout my whole life so that's interesting um, so you guys are almost a little used to that in your family then someone kind of being gone for a period of time yeah so yes literally so my dad uh, started on the rigs before I was even born it was usually a month on month off so yeah I think that's where probably where I get it from like for me it's like kind of normal to work to, like to work away and to be away from everyone for long periods of time and stuff I mean it doesn't make easier like when you're away and you miss home and stuff obviously but yeah I think it's definitely that was it was kind of always drilled into my brain that it was like possible and that it was kind of like the norm you know yeah but yeah no I mean amazing childhood my family are amazing my mum and dad both been incredibly hard workers since me and my brother were born my brother yeah complete opposite to me I'm like wild child my brother he still has a good time but he's very sensible he has like his his amazing job that he keeps going up higher and higher in and he's got his girlfriend who's like one of my best friends as well and yeah so a really nice family life (laughs) and then your dad tell me a little bit about his journey with Alzheimer's yeah so he was diagnosed like three years it was my first summer in yachting I came, we thought it was dementia and I came home to surprise them all on my birthday 
and I knew that my mum was kind of being <laughs> a bit like distant with me and I was like oh my god she didn't want me to come home she's not excited about me being home oh no but it's because she just felt she felt bad because obviously it was my birthday week and I was in a really intense nannying job when they found out basically that it was Alzheimer's and not dementia so she hadn't told me yet <laughs> so then she felt bad because I don't I was obviously home now you obviously hadn't let me know and then she told me like it didn't really hit me that much because I just kind of thought Alzheimer's was very similar to dementia and it just goes on for years and it's like a very slow progress the worst part about it was was when he was diagnosed three years ago they said that he was already like six seven years into it I started googling it and like you know trying to do more research but they kind of say that Alzheimer's is like a 12 to 13 year thing and yeah so obviously then to find out that he was like six seven years into it was obviously really tough because then I was like fuck that's when it kind of like hit home a bit more so you've been talking about this difference between Alzheimer's and and dementia I don't really know the specifics of it I guess is dementia just a lot more slow of a process where Alzheimer's it seems like is is pretty quick and it speeds up over 12 years is the span of it is that the main difference of how it affects um, the body and the brain I tried to do my research and stuff, but even I, like, it's really hard to tell the difference between the two. But the best example and the, the only way that I've kind of known of both of them is because my granddad has dementia, but he, I can still have a conversation with him. He still okay. knows who I am. He gets me and my mum confused a bit because we look very similar. But, you know, he gets confused about where he is and stuff sometimes. And, like, the mood swings and stuff are still there, which is very much the same as Alzheimer's. But, you know, my granddad's had dementia for quite a long time now, and he's, like, 80 something and but yeah as I say he still has humor he still make jokes we can still have I can still have a full-blown conversation with my granddad it might like repeat over and over again a few times during the day but it's he's still there he still knows everything do you know what I mean whereas god so my dad when he left when I left last time I saw him properly at home you know you couldn't even have a conversation with him he there was nothing there of like an attention span he still knew who I was but he only knew I what who I was because we were in the house and you know I was familiar and he'd call me my mum sometimes he'd even call me Josh my brother and then vice versa for all of us you know it wasn't just me so yeah and you know that was what like I mean we only found out about it like two and a half years prior to that so it was definitely I feel like Alzheimer's is a lot more aggressive I think that both are just as hard but I think Alzheimer's is maybe a bit more aggressive dementia I feel like is a lot more sustainable over the years whereas Alzheimer's is very much like a a very quick (laughs) downward spiral from what I've seen anyway you know other people might have different yeah definitely I imagine it's it's totally different for everybody just like cancer you know it's it it really affects people very differently what was it like for you when you found this out and I'm sure it's probably been like a process as you said you've been googling finding out more information you see different things in in his reactions to you what is that journey like for you in processing it's honestly it's it's been very I honestly I can't explain it so like below deck probably was the first time that I was really letting it like hit me as I'm sure everyone saw I mean like breaking down I think because I'm always so busy like I've literally since I was 21 I moved away started traveling but even before yachting I was always away I lived in Australia for like just under three years and then I came home for like two months and then I went to um, Austria and did a ski season for six months and then I came home for two months and then I went to Disneyland Paris and all of my jobs have been away basically so, you know, I'd come home for like two months at a time or whatever, and I'd see a difference. It wasn't like so drastic that I was like worried. Basically, the last two years have been the most horrendous. Like it really, really hit him in the last two really? years. And he got COVID as well, which didn't help. Obviously, your body fights so hard to fight the virus that his body was already trying to fight so hard, like this disease, that it really, really affected him. I think without that, he would still be a lot more himself. Like he probably wouldn't be in a home now if he hadn't got COVID. Oh, that's interesting. But yeah, so it, it's been, obviously, it's 
been horrendous and I honestly I think I'm still going through it and I don't actually think I've got to the worst part of like my grief yet because I think in the house I've grown up with him being away so you yeah. know if I don't think about it I feel like in the back of my mind it's just like oh yeah dad's away but yeah so only when I and I think that that's been like easier for me to deal with it since he has gone into the home because it almost feels like it's like back to normal like of how I grew up like right dad was away and then you have these defense mechanisms right I do the same thing with my dad yeah. you know I was 27 when my dad passed away I was off in the city living on my own at the time and it was very easy for me on the daily to be like oh well he's just at home he's obviously not with me in my house right now because he's at his house you know and it's like your brain just does these little tricks every now and then to kind of make you feel calmer and then it's when reality kind of sneaks in and you're like oh shit that is not (laughs) the case that's actually not why he's or not where he is or not where he is yeah, for sure. Like, yeah, I do think, I feel like my brain is really like defense mechanism mode. All girls kind of struggle with like different mental health things growing up and stuff. But like, it's always been there. Different things about like what I hate about myself or like stuff like that. But this year has been like on another level. And I feel like it's because my brain's trying to make me focus on anything other than the whole dad situation. Oh, that's that interesting. Uh, that makes total yeah. sense. But I was, I where I thought you were going with this. That That is a very valid explanation for it. But I wonder, do you think it's because of your experience on the show, too? Because you're now in the public eye and yeah, imagine I, you're you're open up to people who are just freaking horrible on the Internet and have nothing to do with themselves all day. Yeah, no, I do think that obviously hasn't helped. So I feel like it's kind of been like a couple of things added. But mm-hmm. I feel like I've always been quite strong mentally and stuff like that. And I knew that I was going to going to be haters. And I knew there was like, you know, people love to hate. They love to love. Like, I've had a lot of balance in like <laughs> the amount of both sides. It's just something that I kind of started to think maybe is what's happening. Like, because I've never like focused in on such tiny details of myself and my body and my face and like stupid things like my hair, my eyebrows, things like that. I would never even think about. And sometimes I'm literally like bawling my eyes out, <laughs> crying and I'm like I feel like it is literally my brain bringing the attention off everything happening with my dad and trying to focus on something else. I think that's a pretty spot on description of what's going on. Yeah, it's really interesting to hear that. I'm sure that's going to make a lot of people think and wonder if that's yeah. going on with them. And first of all, I want to commend you on being able to look at yourself like that and really figure that out is really a great quality. And that makes you really strong to be able to do that. Because I think some people just kind of go yeah. down this rabbit hole of things. But that's what a lot of grief is. And I want to go back real quick because you did say in my grief. And I love you for saying that because this is grief. You know, a lot of times people think, oh, somebody has to die. It's not valid for me to be feeling this yet, but it is. And I think, you know, we talked about cancer previously. It's the same thing. When somebody is diagnosed with something, that is really when the grief starts, when this realization that something could happen or that the end could be coming or you're faced with it being a reality, that's when the grief starts. So I love that you said your grief because that's exactly what it is. And I think it's a really great point that you bring up because I feel this way all the time. There are so many things that will just set me off. (laughs) And I'm like, this should not be bothering me right now or this should not be an issue. I need to look at what else could be causing this. And like nine times out of 10, it's that I'm feeling uncomfortable in my grief and to be able to like identify what really is going on internally. Yeah, no, for sure. And like, I think obviously it's horrendous, you know, if somebody passes away, like 
super quick or like it's a horrendous accident and they pass away or if somebody has cancer and they're told they have six months and then obviously with Alzheimer's you know like this could go on for years with my dad I think it's always going to be the same with people but obviously it just will always affect people in different ways and I think Mm -hmm. it's hard because the last three years when I've told people that my dad has Alzheimer's nobody's actually really understood like what it is I am actually like in this weird grieving (laughs) time of my life but actually because he's still alive to everyone else he looks fine he looks like normal but to me I know that it's not him like right. he won't speak to me the same he doesn't act the same he to me it's like it's not really my dad anymore and you know that was probably the hardest when I did come home and start to like feel out people with Alzheimer's they get very aggressive they don't mean to be nasty but they they kind of turn into like a child again so like yeah they that selfish they have tantrums and like for me obviously dealing with my dad for that you know there'd be times when we'd be out on a walk and there's this whole thing of him wanting to go home we'd be on our way home but to him we're not going the way where he thinks home is even though he doesn't know where he thinks home is and he'd like storm off he'd scream at me he'd like shout at me like I'd be crying like my eyes out a because he's walking in the middle of the road and we're on a really busy road and there's like traffic coming from both sides so I'm more scared about something happening now but also you know like 27 year old girl for their dad who's been like their like hero and best friend for my whole life right. like right for him, like yeah it's a very a very hard thing to experience first of all I, I'm I'm really sorry to hear that you're going through with this I, I mean you I feel like we normally hear this of people of older ages I just think for for somebody in their 20s it's it's entirely too young I mean anybody should never have to deal with this with their parent I know it's it's very tough I went through dementia with my my grandfather and I remember seeing just how it wrecked havoc on my mom and and some of the family and a lot of the things that you're saying I mean the anger and and it's just you really do lose that person but just in a different way and like that's the whole thing we wanted to talk about today and grieving somebody and the the loss but while they're still here and it's got to be such a tricky thing for the the brain to even understand I'm looking at them but they're not that's not who it is yeah for sure I think like it's funny because that's one of the main thing that I got like a lot of people messaging me about after that episode where I'm like, like blowing my eyes out and I'm saying like I'm like grieving someone whilst I'm still alive and blah 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 like that like actually hit so many people because other people that are dealing with like their family members having Alzheimer's or dementia like it's so horrendous but like that is what like that is what we're doing like the whole family have been grieving for yeah like the last three years now and then but obviously he's still alive he was still in our house you know here every day and it it it's like horrendous like it's so hard to understand and even when you do come to terms with the fact that you're grieving there's still so many underlying things like obviously on below deck you saw me cry and stuff and like obviously when we go out and you know alcohol has the worst effect on if you've got underlying (laughs) issues going on yeah it brings it all Um, right to the surface (laughs) yeah for me obviously I was just it was unfortunate enough that it was all on a show but but you know in that respect as well you know alcohol sometimes did just you know kind of stop make ease up Ease up, ease up the pain you know if I was thinking yeah. about it or if they had FaceTime me that day as soon as I see them on FaceTime or my dad on FaceTime I would get upset sometimes when, or you, when you've been working super hard and then all you can really think about in your own time is what's going on with your dad and your family yeah. you just want to go out and have fun with your friends and you know like have a drink and whatever but obviously alcohol really does not help <laughs> the yeah. situation and it really doesn't help with you know how you're feeling and the anxiety about it I think that this whole thing really is a hidden grief and I think it it was so valuable to have somebody like you you came across so strong I think you are one of the most beautiful inside and out people that has been on reality tv in a long time and you you came across so strong and to have you have those moments of breakdown 
was like refreshing to be able to see, you know, like, I don't think that people looked at it and were like, oh God, that girl's just drinking and she's just having a moment. You know, like we see on reality TV all the time. They have a breakdown because like the guy didn't look at them the way that they wanted to (laughs) or whatever, you know, but it was like, here's Courtney, who is this badass bitch during the day, like gets done everything that you need. You're amazing (laughs) with the guests, amazing with the crew. Like no one had an issue with you. And then you have an emotional breakdown at, at night and you have every right to. And I, like, I think, and I'd be interesting to, to, to see like what the comments and messages you said, you said you got a lot of positive ones for people. Like, I hope that showed people it's okay. Like get it out, feel it. I talk about on this podcast all the time, how harmful it can be for yourself and your grief to not process those feelings. Uh, I completely agree. Like, I think going on below deck was actually like, a blessing for me because it really did make me come to terms with it a lot more like I think it really hit me the most on there for some reason I don't know why I think it maybe because obviously we were super busy all the time and, and you know like the exhaustion and like you know it's everything's crazy on on there yeah I don't know but I, I did come to terms with it a lot more but you know even after that I went I, I've, I've kept busy I had Christmas at home last year because people kind of knew that it was going to be my dad's last Christmas in the house by the end of January I was gone again then literally I've not really I've been home for like a week or two here and there since January and that's why I'm home now because I feel like in a way like yachting is an escape route for me like you know I can go away and I, it, yachting is so crazy that you're busy you, you do these crazy hour days but when you are working all you can think about is work it is like crazy like you, what, what you guys see on the show is actually like very real to like how yachting is but obviously it's a lot easier for me because then I'm away from home I don't have to like think about it I don't I'm not really dealing like thinking about what is actually going on at home and what I'm trying to say is that's why I'm home now and I'm gonna like spend time at home because I'm so worried that like I I actually haven't processed it as much as I probably should have by this point and it's such a shame because I've I've only ever heard of people having like been through it with grandparents um with like Mm -hmm. Alzheimer's or dementia and then obviously when after I spoke about it on below deck the amount of people that messaged me saying that they're also going through it because it's called like early onset Alzheimer's basically when the patient gets it a lot earlier on than you know the usual kind of time frame mm-hmm. for one of them like diseases and yeah so many people messaged and they were like I'm going through the same thing I'm 21 I'm, I'm 25 I'm 30 I'm 32 like with their parents and I just think it's it's crazy the fact that like I had never heard of somebody before that and they had never heard of somebody before me speaking about it yeah like, being in the similar situation I definitely want to like try and open up some sort of like a community kind of thing like either on Facebook or something just to begin with yeah like an organization just for people to actually talk about it because I feel like if I had had something if I had been able to talk about it earlier on then I would have actually known what I was going through a lot sooner being able to deal with it so much better yeah I completely agree. I mean, that's what I've been trying to do here because I felt like the same thing when I lost my dad young. I was like, wait a second. There's there's nobody that's my age that's talking about it until all of a sudden all these people started coming out of the woodwork. And it was like I had no idea people would see casually. They were like, oh, yeah, my mom died 13 years ago or whatever. And then we we bonded over it. People that are across the globe messaging you and you feel like a certain bond to them because you know you're going through something similar to them. Through people messaging you or through just your research, have you found any groups or resources that have been really helpful to you that you can share here that maybe will help some of the listeners? I really haven't. That's why I find like the most crazy, you know, obviously you reached out to me and we've been trying to do this for ages because I thought like it would be obviously a good place to talk. And I do feel like a podcast like this where you can talk to somebody who's been through like similar things and stuff are like such a beneficial thing for someone like but yeah no as as for like community like 
the whole community things and stuff I haven't really found anything like I've obviously as you say bonded with people over like Instagram messages and stuff because they've been going through the similar thing that's about it that's why I want to like start something where I can people can feel free to like talk about how they're feeling or like what they're going through or even you know like some of the things that I went through with my dad are like crazy and like things that people 26 year old girls shouldn't really go through with their dads also just to kind of spread awareness for Alzheimer's and stuff literally people think that that people somebody starts to forget and that's it yeah when actually that person right. literally goes back in time and turns into like a toddler again mm. there was this time when we were in my hometown and we were walking past this, this barn and there was a guy inside the van but my dad in his head is still like this you know, he always spoke to everyone. He was very friendly, like, and he knew everyone around my hometown. So he's, like, walking past his van, and he's, like, super close to the car, and he's just staring. My dad stares at this guy, but not in, like, an aggressive way or anything. But because he stares at him, this guy's like, what the fuck is this guy staring at me for? So as we're walking away, this guy gets out of the van, and he's like, you're right, mate. Like, he literally, he's like, you got a fucking problem, and starts, oh, like, no. storming over to me and my dad. And I'm like, well, I literally have to, like, jump in. And be like, please stop. I'm I'm so sorry. He didn't mean to stare at you. Like he's got Alzheimer's. And this guy's like, Are you sure? Am I sure that my dad's got Alzheimer's? Yeah, um, yeah I'm pretty sure. And he was so angry. Like he was like, literally ready to fight my dad, thinking that my dad had said him in a certain way. People are so easy to, to judge and like yeah. to kind of get their back up about things. And I'm like, people need to know that there's a lot more other things that come with like Alzheimer's and dementia and stuff. Like, Absolutely. So, so many different like side effects and symptoms and everything. It's just been crazy. And so, yeah, I would like to kind of spread awareness for that and start some sort of online community. Yeah. And thing. to talk yeah. about those things, like the things, you know, bring them out of the shadows a little bit, like just even like the, I don't want to say little things because that's not little. I mean, you know, that could have turned into a real issue, but like just even going yeah. out to the oh, store no. with your dad can turn into something. That, that's a lot of stress yeah. for you to, to have to handle. We, we yeah. talked about being in a position where you work across the globe and how sometimes that can actually really help you. I, I really commend you for continuing to pursue this dream. And it seems like your family is very supportive of it. And that's awesome because I know it's, it's very difficult to be a caretaker and to be dealing with this all the time. Has it ever come across your mind to maybe change your career? to be home or is that something that you would see or or actually it, I mean it seems like yachting kind of gives you the flexibility to go off for a few months but be home for a few months so maybe this is the best career yeah no of course like I never wanted my mum to deal with it all on her own like when she first told me I said you know like do you want me to stay home I can help I've always had like little bar jobs and shop jobs and stuff around in my hometown for whenever I was home so you know I always said to her like I'm very happy staying here until it's all kind of under control and whatever and there's been occasions where I've been really like you know I was working on a boat and my mum was struggling and you know and I felt so bad I wanted to be here to help my brother's always lived like around the corner so he's always been here helping mm -hmm. um and my mum's obviously had, had like carers and other helpers and stuff coming in during days but you know I, I, I've always given her that option and I've always been home like as soon as she needs me when she has needed me which yeah is the good thing about yachting is that does give you that flexibility and now obviously you know I've made enough money over the past two and a half years I can just stay home for a bit and yeah my mum always said to me when it was happening wait until I actually really need you home like I'm fine at the moment we've got our routine wait until I really need you like the worst of this you know it's been mm -hmm. I'm sure it's been so terrifying for my dad it makes me sad to even think about what he must have been through but yeah. for my mum to obviously be the carer for this like whole time and she's been obviously noticing these things for years before he was diagnosed knowing something's not like right and then for obviously for him to be diagnosed and it literally go on this like downward spiral but my mum's obviously very strong and she's yeah she said to me like 
come home when I really, really needed to. Yeah, so basically, yachting does give you the flexibility, but I, you know, I've always been there when she has needed me. You know, that's always been an option for her. And of course, I've always felt terrible going away, but my dad did work offshore as well. And my mum said my dad would never, like, he would never have wanted me to stop doing this job that I've finally found that I enjoy. It's like a career, and my dad would never have wanted me to, like, stop for him. And also, my mum said, you know, my dad would hate, hate to see me looking after him in this way you know like yeah she she thinks that it was actually like it killing more like me seeing him in this way do you know Mm -hmm. what I mean yeah it's lovely of her to be able to look at it in that way and still want you to have your life and live your life and and your career and for you to it I mean it seems like your family has a really good system going on for you to be home at the times that you need to or your mom saying like I'll call on you yeah. when when it's it's really necessary obviously not being around your family all the time I think the coolest thing that we saw on this season of Below Deck you guys really became a family I am like yeah. so over some of these other shows like I don't I'm not a housewife person because I feel like all it is is they just sit there and scream at each other the entire time. And like, listen, I have enough stress on my plate. I don't need to sit there and watch that. I want to like really like de-stress and watch something enjoyable. And your season was so fun because you guys got along so well with obviously the exception of Lexi, who, my goodness, that girl, it's very unfortunate. (laughs) She is going through her own grief and needs some help. She needs to listen to the So Sorry for Your Loss podcast to really help her (laughs) with her grief. But did you feel you got good support from the people on on Below Deck once you did open up and that people helped and would check in on you? Or did it alleviate some of the sadness of being away from your family, knowing that you could count on the people on the yacht with you? Yeah, 100%. You know, we had such a good, all of us had such, such a good bond. And you know, like on Lexi's half, you know, she is obviously going through a really horrendous time of her life and I think it was bad timing for her to be on a show like that and oh, people yeah. deal with grief very differently like I think it was probably a bad timing for me to be on a show like that but I just deal with I just cry I don't really get angry whereas obviously some people with grief they do get angry and like I honestly like I do hope that she's like actually dealing with it and she's doing okay I really do yeah. because the first two charters or whatever I actually got on with her quite well and you know what there was one night where we did bond over our grief and what was going mm-hmm. on and it well, was such a shame that it all did go the way that it did go but as I say people will deal with grief in different ways and unfortunately for Absolutely. hers it was not a very a nice way yeah we all obviously had an amazing bond you know like to have Katie like by my side and to know that I could literally depend on her whenever I needed her or if I did need to cry you know there'd be times in like tip meeting where somebody would say the most stupid thing but I would be so exhausted and like it just I was all so over about not getting any kind of yeah and like I literally just had to walk off after the meeting and I just walked straight into the master and I just like burst into tears and like Katie didn't say anything because she didn't want to like draw attention to it she didn't want to cause cameras follow her so like she walked like straight into the master didn't say anything and then she making sure I was okay and like being there for me and yes it was amazing to have that and you know everybody else on the show as well we still speak now we still have a group chat like that's how close we were it was funny because at the start when the when the show first started coming out people were like we were even getting shit for all being friends because there wasn't enough drama and all that crap and it's like god people literally though you know yeah you're damned if you do damned if you don't don't yeah I think we were all very lucky we were all going through like so many different things and I think we were super lucky to all cross paths at that point and I think we all needed each other as much as the person you know yeah because yeah it it was amazing and yeah it, it definitely helped 
Yeah, Lloyd yeah, yeah, opened up, up about his know, like, anxiety. Z was talking about kind of the pressure he was feeling with being very green on yeah. the boat. It, it was really nice, for I think, for Bravo to highlight that, you know, these issues that people go through that are everyday things. And to see you guys support each other and not tear each other down was really refreshing and what we need more of on TV. I completely agree. Yeah, 100%. But like that is with yachting as well. You know, you get thrown onto these boats and I've been lucky enough that every boat that I've worked on, I've literally grown like a family on there. And like some of my closest friends now are all from like different boats that I've worked on. So I think as long as you're like, you stay true to yourself and if you get onto a boat and it's like not a good vibe and whatever, then obviously get off. But usually like yachting is really nice for that because you do have like a family away from home. And I think it's the one way that it like makes people, it's the only way that kind of yachting is sustainable is if you have good people around you because otherwise you just, it's not fun. Yeah, <laughs> um, I imagine in such yeah, no, close quarters and the lack of sleep, which I don't know how you guys do it. I would be exhausted even just watching you guys <laughs> on these charters. And I'd be like, as soon as the charter ended, I would go to sleep for like until the next charter. And you guys would be like, all right, we're getting up. We're going out. We're getting ready. I was like, yeah. I don't know how you guys do it. Trust me, there's a lot of times when we do finish a charter in, in normal life yachting, you'd nap you'd go you'd go to sleep and nap but we were always on a time frame because obviously with the camera crew and stuff we'd finish and I'd be like oh my god I'm so excited for a nap we'd finally finish and I'd literally lie my head down and then we'd all get like a text like be ready for 6 15 and it's like I was five. wondering that and if like, that was like maybe like yeah yeah for the show and um, maybe like in regular yachting you are like face down in the yeah. pillow no, like, drool coming out the side of your yeah. mouth <laughs> Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong, like, <laughs> Yossi, Yossi's love to go out, and we will always yes. go out on, like, a drop-off day, like, that is very real, but, you know, like, obviously, usually, we'll just all, like, nap, and then we'll go out, like, later at, like, 9, 10-ish, but obviously, especially with our season, like, the COVID was, like, at a peak, right. so we could only go out for a meal and then come to the boat, so it's not like we could go out later and stuff, so, you know, it wasn't their fault, it was just a situation, but, yeah, it was, it was definitely hard, like, there was a lot of times when we definitely would have prefer to just stay and sleep that's what we signed up to does your family watch the show and I you know I was originally wondering if your your dad would watch and maybe that would help keep you close to home while you're away but it doesn't seem like it's something he's is he able to recognize you in the show no like when it was coming out you know my family would all sit around my, my brother and my mom and Lizzie my brother's girlfriend would all sit around and like watch it and stuff but by that point my dad's kind of attention span to watch anything on the tv was completely gone so he would he's never really watched it thank god on some episodes hey um, i was gonna say a little lap dance on z i don't know how dad would react to that <laughs> to be fair my dad's always been like very much live life to the fullest like you know he would he'd never be disappointed in anything that i do i don't think especially when it's like jokey stuff like that yeah, um that's amazing but but yeah no and like my brother and my mom you know they've been super supportive they had like so much going on in their own lives like my brother and Lizzie, they watched they watched every episode, whereas my mum, she watched a few and then she stopped. But that was more because she didn't like, she just didn't like to see me drunk. Like, you yeah. know, it's, it's her daughter at the end of the day. Like, she wasn't really bothered about, like, the dancing and the lap dance and blah, 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 because she knows that that was, like, jokey stuff. Whereas, right. Same for me as well, you know, like, I actually didn't watch a lot of the episodes because if it was an episode when we were going out, like, I really hated seeing it. Like, I didn't remember a lot of the nights. And, like, mm. for me, that was, like, horrible. I feel like it's because I have was going through such a hard time like I don't know it was just weird for me to watch and obviously it was weird for her as well so she watched like a lot of the worky times <laughs> and yeah I think about halfway through she just kind of stopped which is a shame because it was actually like 
the first half was probably the worst for us all going out and getting absolutely smashed. Whereas like right. towards the end, the work got so much that we were actually also dead on nights out or like, I think we all kind of got over the actual getting absolutely obliterated. Yeah. Um, what was harder for you to watch? The, the parts where you were drinking or the parts where you were getting very emotional? I mean, obviously they were both hard. Probably the drinking part because the emotional parts like that is how I'm feeling. So mm-hmm. it, it was hard to see, obviously, but it wasn't as hard, I think, for, as everyone else. Like everyone else, obviously, it was horrendous to watch a girl fucking like break down and cry about her dad's illness and stuff on TV. Like, obviously, I had the amount of messages from my friends and stuff like, girl, stop, because I'm watching you on this episode, blah, blah, blah. But for me, obviously, like that just kind of felt that is how I'm feeling. So it, yeah, it I didn't mean it in a negative way. I didn't know if it was like, maybe like, like would it bring up like, like it was hard to watch because yeah. it like brought up really like sad feelings for you. Yeah, no, of course. And it did. But I think like I've been dealing with these sad feelings for like so long now that, yeah, honestly, the worst part was actually just watching like me get drunk. Another good thing about being on the deck is like now I've kind of stopped getting that drunk because, you know, like not being able to remember a night out and like actually seeing myself and being like, oh my God, I don't remember even like doing that. I don't remember having that mm-hmm. conversation. It's scary. For me, I was just, I go, I, I hated seeing it. Absolutely hated seeing it. But yeah, I think it was a bit of a wake up call for me because. I've definitely stopped getting that drunk. Stop doing shots and um, <laughs> the, the shots like are the dangerous <laughs> ones. Yeah. 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 We talked about Z, and just seems like no more lap dances there. You guys are really close friends. You just recently went to visit him, and I think I saw that Katie was there. So that, that's yeah. so great that you guys are continuing that friendship because everybody really loved to see you guys together. I know everyone wanted us to get married and have babies. <laughs> But no, like, obviously, there was obviously chemistry, and you know, like, we when we did drink, you know, obviously, as everyone saw, we kissed a few times, and like, but for me, like, I just felt like a really close, like, bond with him, and we were always, like, on the same level, like, on nights, you know, we were always the ones dancing, and like, you know, having a good time, and I think that is just, like, kind of what kind of brought us together when we were drunk, but yeah, no, like, I've got an amazing friendship out of, that, like, the whole thing, and yeah, so he was trying to get me to go to South Africa, and then Katie messaged me, she was like, I'm here, and I was like, okay, now I've got to go. Um, it was a very last minute decision and yeah it was it was amazing and I love them both so much and yeah and me and Z it's everyone's disappointment yeah we are just best friends I'm more grateful for that I think you know I'm I'm glad that we did only have like those stupid drunken kisses on the show because I was like we probably wouldn't be friends now if you know if anything did more happen or if we had right I don't know I just feel like now you know we're gonna be like long-term friends like rather than flings that you never speak to again yeah I prefer to have a friendship with him for however long and yeah so I I, I'm very grateful for all of the friendships that I got out of it but obviously as he was (laughs) a special one one of the things I definitely want to ask you is what do you hope that people will learn from this interview today or will learn from your experience with your dad and Alzheimer's what is something that you wish to impart into people that are going on this journey as well patience is a massive you know if I think with yourself mostly because I've been like I've got frustrated at myself for getting upset or like I even got frustrated you know when I was on the show and like knowing like when I found out that I'd been crying so much and like I think you know everyone's only human and like even with Lexi as well you know she was going through such a horrendous time people just have to obviously be patient with people and with Alzheimer's I want to obviously like spread awareness just because it's not just somebody forgetting. It's a whole other like roller coaster that goes with it. And I will hopefully continue. I'll try and do that. But yeah, from this, I just think have patience with yourself. Like you're only human. Feel every emotion that your body wants you to feel. And yeah, like try and like deal with it. Don't like push it away because the more you try and yeah. express it, as you say. Follow up question to that. As an Italian American female, I have zero patience at all. So how does one get patience? <laughs> 
Um, <laughs> so funny. I think if everyone just knows that they are only human and everyone has a different way of dealing with things. And I think the more that you deal with it, like the less kind of aggressive it ever comes out, you know, like you have to be obviously kind to yourself and then you obviously can feel like this kindness and love to everyone else as well. Absolutely. And yeah, I just know that. And I think the main thing is, you know, you, know, you never know what people are going through ever. So I think as people say, you know, don't judge a book by its cover and like, yeah, like people, what I found from this year is people are so quick to judge on like oh, yeah. the smallest things. They have no idea what's going on, no idea what's going on in your day-to-day life. I mean, I'm not very good for giving advice, but I just think, yeah, talk about no, it. That's, I, I think it's so helpful. Yeah, I think talking about it as well has been probably the best thing for me anyway. It really helps me, even with friends, you know, like some of my friends get angry with me because I sometimes keep things to myself and then like one day I'll just like literally be an emotional wreck and they're like, what's why haven't you just spoken to me about this as it's coming? You kind of, you feel stupid and you feel, you feel like you shouldn't be feeling certain ways. And like for me, I felt bad for people that had just like lost somebody. And like, I felt bad for feeling how I felt because my dad was still alive. And I was like, but actually it's just as bad in both ways when, when you actually like, like lay the facts out and stuff. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm still dealing with everything as well. So when I, when I figure it all out, I'll let you know. <laughs> you're, you're doing an amazing job. I, I can't imagine the stress and pressure you must feel between flying across the globe all the time, managing the stuff with your family, managing being on TV and, and a budding reality star. And you, it, you look like you're doing it all with ease. And I'm sure that is, you know, nothing to be said for what's going on inside of your head, but you really are an inspiration I think to, to other people you just like seem to be so calm and so like even headed with everything and I just really appreciate you taking the time to to come on and talk about this because I, I know it's going to help so many people like I told you I, ha- I have a lot of people that have reached out to me already and saying like hey can you do an episode on grieving somebody that's still here one thing I do want to know are we going to see you again on Bravo on another season of Below Deck? I mean, I sure hope so. I adore you and love watching you. I mean, obviously, I hope so too. I mean, there's obviously been a lot of speculation, but I can't say anything until you guys see. So, um, yeah, hopefully, fingers crossed for all the okay. we're like crossing. Say. We're crossing all fingers too. We'll let Andy Cohen and Bravo know that we love Courtney and she needs to be on our TVs again. Where can Thanks people so find you? If people want to connect with you, if they're going through something similar, what's the best way to get in touch with you? For sure. Instagram for now. And uh, as soon as I see something which starts with anything to do with my, you know, I'm going through the same, like, thank you so much for sharing. I always pick it on, I always read and I try and reply as much as possible. But yeah, like, and then as soon as I have like another way for us all to connect and, you know, for us all to speak and like talk, share our stories with each other then, you know, I'll obviously make sure it's very aware on there. And yeah. um, I'm going to try and make a nice thing. For everyone to talk basically yeah certainly yeah, keep me so, posted on that because i'd love to I be will, able to share sure. that with everybody definitely thank you so much <laughs> and thanks for having me on i'm sorry i feel like i'm not that much help yet because i'm still dealing with it all myself no um, no 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 but- this has been really great just to hear somebody talking about it like you even said like just to connect with somebody who's going through the same thing and to let others know yeah. they're not the only one is so powerful so powerful yeah yeah i know thank you for having me on i think this is such an amazing podcast and for you to obviously speak to so many different people with like so many different stories and stuff like it must help so many many listeners like i appreciate it thank you you. please stay in touch though sounds great all right take care Thanks for listening. Head over to Instagram to follow more at so sorry with Gianna. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, leave that five-star review. I would love you for it. More to come on this season of So Sorry for Your Loss. So stay tuned. <laughs>